Politically active Mark Duplass is on Twitter, and I'm sure other places. But I just got a notification that he was tweeting about this is why we vote. Oh, I haven't read tons. He caught a bunch of shit from, you know, the that kind of horror fan that's like, why do you have to be political or oh. libtard or, you know... <laughs> If you don't have my views, you shouldn't talk about politics. Yeah, I think I have heard that before. I mean, and I've read some of his things, but I haven't kept up with it regularly. Mm. I think I do follow him, though. Yeah. Um, just because I like his film stuff. Yeah, uh, I've I've still only seen, you know, the creep movies and that series that he and his brother produced on HBO. Um, Wild Wild Country. Oh, yeah, I've seen that, too. Uh, but the yeah, that's what they that's a series they produced for Netflix. Well, there was another one that they did for HBO that each episode took oh. place in a hotel room. What like, was that? I was wanted it... to see that. Oh, uh, shit. Are you recording? I am. Okay, <laughs> should I not be? Oh, sorry. No, no I was okay. like, this is an interesting conversation. Uh, I think I started <laughs> Even though right we around jumped the... into the episode. <laughs> I, I started right around when you said circus. No. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. I just banged my shin. Oh, really? And knocked my head into the microphone. <laughs> oh, folks, it's going to be that kind of episode. Room, <laughs> Warning, you know. <laughs> room 104, which I think is in its second season now. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to see that, but have you seen Puffy Chair? And then uh, I think it's, is it called Baghead? Which is a creepy oh, kind of weird movie. Baghead, but not Puffy Chair. Yeah. I really like Baghead. It's odd. 
Yeah. And his wife, who played Jenny on um, The League, um, she directed that kind of suspense, kind of horror movie, Black Rock. She, yeah. she was she? in it, too. Oh, I haven't seen it, but <clears throat> I've heard people mention it. It's, it's good. It's good. Yeah. She's done other stuff, too, but that's the one that sticks out in my mind. Because, yeah. Think, she's in it as well, you know. <laughs> and, I think and I she really was liked it. mentioned in that article. I think that um, AV Club or somebody did sort of using the Jason Bloom thing that he said as a teaching moment. If you're aware of the Jason Bloom thing, people were mad at him for like an evening. Um. Oh, you mean about his whole there are no good women wanting to do horror or ca- who can do horror movies. Yeah, when he said, I, I want to do horror movies with women, but there aren't any out there okay. directing horror. You're going to get to that later. Okay. I have something to say about that. You know what? I realized we started talking about these kind of interesting conversation and we were recording and I didn't introduce. This is another episode of VG Clinic Referral Slip. <laughs> <laughs> But hopefully you know that if you're listening. Right. Sorry, we just, we jumped the gun and got really excited talking about different movies and kind of recommending things to one another. (laughs) We were informally doing that, but that's how this (laughs) kind of evolved. Yeah, yeah. So we were taping the dress rehearsal. Yes, something (laughs) like that. No, we were talking about the Duplass brothers and... um, Room 104 and Wild Wild Country and creep movies. Right, exactly. So anyway, yes, <laughs> that we just kind of jumped the gun and got a little excited. And I I still haven't seen the second creep movie. For okay. whatever reason, I haven't. It's on my list, but I just, have, it popped up and I haven't gotten to it. Yeah, I feel you. I because I watch a lot of stuff, and unfortunately, this year I haven't been able to watch as much as usual because of my job. Oh yeah, totally. So I haven't. That's one thing I haven't gotten to. I'm kind of disappointed in myself on that. (laughs) Well, I enjoyed the first creep so much. Okay, if you liked the first one, that's what I was going to ask. Was if if you liked the first one, you should like the new one. I I haven't rewatched it, and I, I I was saying I think before we started recording that I was out of town this weekend. One of the reasons why I didn't want to be out of town was that there was the Nightmares Film Festival, which is one of the it's like a week long horror or weekend long horror movie festival here in Columbus at one of the nonprofit theaters. Right. I saw Creep Two at that last October. I haven't seen it since. I I am a big fan of the movie, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that was that was before it came out on because it was gonna be straight to Netflix, but it sort of did that thing that some movies do, where it's like, well, we're gonna do a couple film fest first, right? Well, they they sometimes do that just as a way to be eligible for Oscars mm-hmm. and other awards. Which reminds me, I need to figure out what Oscar Creep 2 should I have. think 
I think that they have to be in at least one theater one time to be eligible, like shown before the public. I was hoping yeah. one of them would be there, but it was it was still a good time. Okay. Very cool. Sorry. Nobody wants to hear me clear my throat. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> what episode did I do that on? I think it was the last episode. Was it that? I, I think or so. I or was that no? Or was it just no. an episode of yours that I've listened to that I didn't take part in? Yes, it was. I did that on the Devour bonus episode that I did with, with Bo and Court. <laughs> oh, where you were talking about. Where this is a perfect segue into what I actually wanted to talk about. So for our big October episode, we covered Shirley Jackson's The Haunting of Hill House and the 1963 Robert Wise movie, The Haunting. So now, dun, 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 I want to come to speak about the Haunting of Hill House series. I've seen the entire thing. I had an episode with uh, a bonus episode of Devour the Podcast that I also do. Um, and I was over there with Bo Bransdale and Jamie didn't join us, but Court did. So... We had a very intense, spoiler-filled discussion about the Haunting of the Hill House series. But I know, as you said, you have not seen the entire series, right? Not, no, I have not yet. By no as of this of recording date. Yeah. As of this recording date. Okay, so I, I'm not going to go into everything about the series and also... If anybody wants to really listen to complete spoiler order, go listen to the Devour episode. Uh, I think it was it was released around mid October, so yeah, and yeah, we had a nice I think like hour long discussion on the series. <laughs> so anyway, what this haunting of Hill House series directed by Mike Flanagan that's on Netflix 10 episodes and you are you said what episode you've five four so I'm oh. almost halfway okay okay yeah we described episodes four to six of the series as the evil heart of the series that is Hill House Ooh. Yeah, because, well, <laughs> because the, the series is not an exact retelling of the Shirley Jackson novel. But there are many, many nods to the original book and the 63 movie, which I appreciate. And, like, the characters and character traits that you see in... Theo character that's here who was actually allowed to be a lesbian. <laughs> Yay, finally. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and has a really hot girlfriend, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Those tattoos. Oh, God, yeah. Beautiful. Anyway, I digress. Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> Lizard brain. <laughs> <laughs> but 
yeah, so it still has it had the Theo character, the Nell character. She's except in this one, she's a twin with Luke, and you know, you know, so you have the names, but they still have a certain amount of these character traits. Because like Theo in this has this kind of psychic ability, like Theo in the novel and Theo in the original movie, and so I I, I like that about it, and. I was initially disappointed that it wasn't going to be a complete, like, I guess, tell retelling of the book. Oh, like a mini series or something like that. Right, right. Like you getting more history on these characters and the story that actually is in the book. Having, you know, just yeah. having that and then extend it a little bit. But, um. I already was like, okay, Mike Flanagan, I really <laughs> love Mike Flanagan. So, okay. Uh, you know, and I combine that with the Shirley Jackson inspiration. I want to see what's there. And I'm, I'm very impressed. I, I enjoyed it a lot. And yes, sure. I still part of, part of me is disappointed that I didn't get my complete retelling of <laughs> the original <laughs> source material, but that's just me being a dork but <laughs> but it's it's got a, an interesting take on family drama because that's something that pulls you into the series because it's the crane family and then you you know you have these yeah i i just kind of think it's interesting the way these elements of the original story are still woven in there and it's still this old house and it's still got these creepy supernatural kind of elements but it's also it, it's like we were talking about on the or maddie was saying on the haunting episode where the the house is like a a metaphor for life yeah well this kind of is it basically is the same of every family in real life has their own skeletons and ghosts in the closet, right? Mm -hmm. This just puts these people in a physical space with physical ghosts that are, they're still, they're saying Luke is like struggling with an addiction, but then he's seeing whatever spirit, yeah. you know, it's kind of, and then it plays still on upon that what is mental illness and what is actual super supernatural, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I, I <clears throat> by no fault of its own, although like with anything that exists in the age of the Internet, there are people with a variety of opinions on it. Of course. Um, but from... What I've been gathering and see there, I said, um, I think that was the first time this episode <laughs> got to draw more attention to it now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> people don't tend to be in the middle on it. And, and maybe that's just people who are in the middle don't finish the show, but people either love the fuck out of this or they're bored to tears. Right. And I don't say I love it to death because mm -hmm. for me, 
this was for me and Bo kind of agreed with me. Like episode 10 was the weakest episode of the series. Oh. It had some good moments. It, you know, don't get me wrong, but there's, it wasn't what I felt was appropriate. Okay. For what led up to that. And I will leave it at that because I don't care about spoiling things for the listeners, but Darren, I don't want to spoil this for you. <laughs> Sorry, dear listeners. No, I, I, I also don't want to spoil. I'm giving you one opportunity where I'm like, <laughs> rest of the time, fuck it. <laughs> I'll bet her off. But because this is still relatively new, I will restrain myself. Well, thank you. Yeah. But what what have you really enjoyed so far? About the, about the show? Yeah, about the show. I just like the feeling of it. The mm-hmm. the the spookiness, the 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 parts that have been, you know, modernized and stuff like that. I try to keep myself from forming more firm opinions about things before I'm finished. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I like I like the way it looks and the, I like the way that I think it's going. But mm-hmm. but I yeah, I uh I'm somewhat distracted cuz I'm trying to count all the hidden ghosts. Yes. There are so many not just all the hidden ghosts and some of those pop up at other times you know, it, and it 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 but it's like wait, is it that same ghost, am I seeing them again? Or is that a different ghost? Like, there's certain things that... Yeah, it, it's kind of interesting the way it's done. Because it, it changes. But there are a lot of little Easter eggs throughout. Like, Henry Thomas plays Hugh Crane, who's the patriarch of this family. And young Hugh Crane is played by... <laughs> Henry Thomas of E.T. fame. Well, in that's there's one scene where one of his kids is has a lunchbox and it's an E.T. lunchbox. So <laughs> like they're little things like that. Mike Flanagan has like the mirror from Oculus in there. All these different things pop up that are kind of interesting nods like Someone's reading Shirley Jackson's The Lottery. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I heard about it. So you have these little things that are peppered throughout the background that it's like a huge Where's Waldo. Yeah, so it might be one of those second watch kind of shows. Oh, I definitely think it will be. But I think I'm going to have to have another couple months at least before I watch it again. Just because um, I've had so much of the haunting, (laughs) as much as I love the haunting and the haunting of Hill House, I've been so inundated with it in the month of October or September because I started, I guess I read, did I read the book in September, I think, or did I begin in October? But in October, the month of October, I've just been just knee deep. (laughs) Actually... (laughs) not just knee deep i've uh wow waiters <laughs> they've been overflowing in the haunting 
You're in a <laughs> kayak built out of references to the haunting. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> so who's your favorite character so far in it? I don't know yet. It's it's still the same uh standing and uh stay back okay. staying back and observing before Okay. That's how I'll ruin shows for myself. I'll okay. get I'll get too attached to my favorite characters mm-hmm. and then they'll either do something that makes them not my favorite character or something bad will happen to them. And that's why I haven't I haven't finished watching Buffy. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um we should probably maybe move on since you've already done another episode on that and we're well, about 20 just minutes. The only last thing that I, I, I will say about this is that I do highly recommend it, even though I don't think it's perfect. And, uh, it, there, you know, I, I had some things about how I wish it, oh, last episode had gone more this way. But that's also just me and how... Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. But what I will say is it's an that's some great three dimensions, the way that they're written, the way that the cast is great. They the yes, I mean, it's it it has so much of the same the vibe of the original movie. Like it it, it really captures that that spirit, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, um, it and. I love you can hear the sirens in the background. They are not, always coming for not me. Not right now, actually. Right. But um it, so it's it's got this interesting family drama going on, but it's also got these really great spooky, creepy moments. You know, it and it's and it's it, it keeps it interesting. It it keeps a nice balance, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I um, I, I, I have heard some people complain that it's too heavy on the family drama aspect, but I I think it's a good balance. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's just a, a opinion. You know, I haven't heard anybody that says that they don't like it that they think it's bad. They just don't like it, right? And yeah, I think it's. So far, I think the casting is impeccable. Right. I haven't well, had anybody that's felt weird. And as I spoiled on um, our haunting episode, is that Russ Tamlin does have a cameo in the series as a Dr. Montague. So <laughs> just, I know. it's it, it, Even though, yeah, it's just nice to see that. <laughs> makes you smile <laughs> nice nod to the original book character none of this dr markway bullshit <laughs> All right. like i may not have noticed if you hadn't have done it but i definitely noticed that you did and i thank you yeah well and then the final thing i will say about the haunting of hill house series is that if you do want to hear Thoughts about Bo and I had thoughts about and suggestions of if they were to do a season two or beyond, we have thoughts and suggestions of how they could move on from there. So if you want to hear that, go listen to that devour episode. <laughs> cool. And you 
from what I remember, you recorded that before that article that came out talking about how they might be able to do a second season, yes. right? Yes. That's what I thought. And we, Bo's right. We had better ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I read that and I was just like sitting there thinking, I'm like, not to toot my own horn, but we, Bo and I were talking about sounded better. <laughs> And Court was like, yeah, we can, what about this? Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway. Okay, we'll take a quick break, and then we will be back with more referral slips. Hello, everyone. My name is Noah, and I'm the host of the podcast Faux Fright. Faux Fright aims to examine the paranormal going on around us each day within the context of real-life history. I do my best to break stories down and learn as much as I can about the reality and the lore. There are shadows around us every day, stories just waiting to be told, and dark corners waiting to be explored. You can listen to Faux Fright on most major podcast apps, and follow us on Twitter at Faux Fright. I'm always looking for people to join the adventure, so keep a tight grip on your flashlight, check over both your shoulders, and follow me. This'll keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You caught me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. And we are back with my selection. As I was saying, it's rare when I do extra reading. But I am bringing a book this time around, and... <laughs> you get a gold star. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise, it's a political book, in, in a way. Um, it's, it's called Dark Money, The Hidden History of the Billionaires Behind the Rise of the Radical Right. Uh, it's by Jane Mayer. I don't know if you're familiar with this book, Vanessa. I have heard of the book. Oh. It's it's a work of pure horror, I'm sure. It is. It will be found, <laughs> will be found in the nonfiction section, though. Oh, Jane, that kind of horror. Yeah, I that kind of horror. The Friday the 13th horror in real life kind of horror. Yeah. Uh, Jane, Jane Mayer has been an investigative journalist for The New Yorker, I believe, since about 1995. Right. And the book came out in 2016. Mm -hmm. It basically goes back and it explores that the network of the 
uber wealthy people that own our political system basically it's uh i for shorthand they're called the Koch brothers but charles mm-hmm. and david Koch specifically are major threads through this story and their father they do have two brothers that they basically blackmailed and stiff-armed out of their family business so when people say the Koch brothers there are a couple that aren't horrible rotten ghouls i don't know how much else about them there is because when they get out of the story they're out of the story (laughs) right right i think the Koch brothers have more non-disclosure agreements or non-disclosure agreements than trump does but Mm. basically it's the Koch family and the uh like uh, the other the other people like Richard Mellon Scaife and it's either John or Jim Olin of the Olin Foundation and the DeVos families and the Coors families. Ugh. It basically starts and then it goes back. So it starts with, oh shit, Obama just got elected. We've got to figure out how to MAGA. So I basically, uh... basically the day after the election or sometime soon after that, they all get together and they plan how to take America back from the horrible government that they use tax subsidies and charitable donations as political power. So they get tax rebates to pay people to give less people money and give them more money. So it's all the found the Heritage Foundation, the people for the American Way, the John Birch Society, all the people, the Federalist Society. Yep. And they're, you know, fuck. You're trying to terrify me right now, aren't you? Well, (laughs) not that I wasn't already, Darren. I, I don't. (laughs) It's I've been. I know these things exist. (laughs) They terrify me. It's. It is. It is it is really fucking with me. I, I don't I know if you can ask, tell are you by having my nightmares. By my mania. Are you doing okay? <laughs> yeah, you, you know, okay, everybody can be happy that my once recurring nightmare of naked Paul Ryan chasing me with a chainsaw <laughs> like an American psycho has not ha, has not happened lately. Uh it has been re <laughs> it has been replaced with the waking up the day after the election and I didn't vote. And the Koch brothers just chopping me into pieces. <laughs> it's, 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 oh my god! I'm sorry. I mean, they they took these. Uh, they uh, like some of the one branch of the libertarian people. They take these economic ideas and get rid of the parts about where they need to regulate some things because it'll be healthy for society and wages and things like that, like protecting workers and protecting the environment, they get rid of those things. And it's about maximizing profitability. So they they had a three phase takeover plan for a structure of social change and you approach it like any other product. So 
You invest in intellectuals, which is the raw product, you know, when you start your think tanks and you pay for professors to write papers about the shit that you want them to say so that people can reference them. The the so-called experts in the field that you pay to get through college. The part two is the investment, and that is where the think tanks turn those ideas into marketable policies, like 14 regulations that W used to basically start fucking the economy and the environment. Yeah. Those were from a Coke-funded think tank. Mm-hmm. And then subsidization of citizen groups, which is where, have you have you heard of the term astroturfing? Yes. It, it's new to me since I started reading this book. So yeah, it's about putting all this money into fake grassroots uh, political movements. You know, like they, the first time that I heard about the Koch brothers was during the Tea Party uprising. Right. And, but it goes through the whole fucking, it's, I'm not finished yet, <laughs> but it is just, oh, this is how they buy all the judges and this is how, this is, yeah, it's, it's very depressing. <laughs> this is why now you see, I mean, this is why I have gone to my psychiatrist office before and he asked for me, I have done this on multiple occasions, but in in real life, he's asked me, why are you so depressed? And I have said, and this here that you just described is an exact example of it. I My answer has been capitalism. And I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm going to fucking get off my soapbox. This isn't a political show, even though, yes, we are political at times somewhat, yeah. but... I'm not going to go down that path because one, I don't want to fucking depress myself more right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's okay. But, it's <laughs> wow. That, I mean, it sounds, it, no, it sounds fascinating actually to me. It is. It is very fascinating. But it's it connects terrifying. a lot of dots. And it's it, terrifying and depressing to me at the same time. <laughs> very, very much so. There's a lot of information and it's yeah. like, Oh, this is how so-and-so this became, this became, this became this. And there's the, you know, they talk about Alec. I think they're going to get more into Alec soon. Mm. Who basically write all yep. of our laws for the corporations. And so to bring it, <clears throat> to bring it back and to bring us out and to move us on. <laughs> I am reading this as part of my preparation. You said that this episode will be out early November. This is uh, early to mid November. Okay. This will be out. So go. So this look. might be after the midterm elections. It'll probably be after the midterm elections. Yes. Here in the United Most likely. States, that that is November sixth, the week. I before, am working. <laughs> yeah, as as you always can be counted on doing. The week before that, you will go back into that time and find Court Psyops, who was mentioned previously in this episode, and Matt Psyop. And I are doing a, I don't know what we end up calling it, so I won't tell you how we're going to combine psychosemantic mm -hmm. psyops. But Matt's joining you? Yes. It's going to oh, be wow. me, Court, and Matt, unless Matt finds a way to not be there. <laughs> <laughs> doing a crossover episode where okay. we're going to do a movie mm -hmm. that is 
based on the ridiculousness of our government and money in the government mm-hmm. and things, but it's technically a comedy. And okay. I'm reading this so I can just explode with misery at some of the more funny moments that they they point out in, in the movie. Okay. Okay. So I, I've, I've got like five pages of notes already, and I'm going to probably condense that into, you know, one or two pages worth of <laughs> information dispelled in. It's been a while since the three of us have talked. Yeah. I think. Actually, I think because when we did Cinema PsyOps together, Matt wasn't there. Right. Right. Oh, so, no. <laughs> so we haven't talked since, I think, Fido. Uh, with Matt, which is part of why I started the joke about Matt doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm reading this book and I'm doing s- some more research and that will be my contribution because it will be a crossover episode. So I think it'll be available in both our feeds. I think that's how that works. Okay. Because I think he did that with Cinema Beef before. And But anyway, and maybe not just if it's not in my feed, go find it in Cinema PsyOps. We are doing Both on a, Legion Podcast Network. On the Legion Podcast Network. <laughs> um, As is the, the <laughs> clinic. <laughs> I mean, it's nice and simple, folks. Yeah. Something for one, your one-stop shop. Uh, <laughs> this will be... This is supposed to come out a week before the midterm election. That's sort of our political opus you know i'm not re- i don't think i'm recording an episode before then i'm just putting all into getting ready for that one it's not it's not long away it's we're recording it soon mm-hmm. and so yeah it is a very interesting book it is got it is got it does have <laughs> a lot of information and it sort of is yes depressing but informative and i feel like at least useful if if you're into learning about the inner workings of government and Mm -hmm. the extreme libertarian lunacy that is capitalism is great for me I'm going to use things, but it's, it's, I, I always talk about people pulling up the rope ladder. It's, it's people abusing a system and then trying to shut the door once they're inside it. Right. And which is, yeah. Um, as you said, capitalism, but sorry, uh. <laughs> that's, that's just the, just the, I, it came to me one day when I, <laughs> that stuff was the yeah. craziest moment I had um, when they say, when alcoholics say a moment of clarity, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I just had a moment. My bipolar cloud lifted mm-hmm. <laughs> when I realized, oh my god, there are so many things that are going on in my life right now and in the world right now that can be attributed to this and people doing these kinds of things. That, uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, these are the types sorry, of it just people. was a soul crushing moment, but <laughs> because of people who will argue that environmental regulations are harmful to the world because smog can prevent some kinds of skin cancer. 
Ah, uh, yeah, oh my goodness. I True I know. Story. <laughs> the the sacrifices people want to make in the name of money, they don't want to take care of fellow human beings. I I sorry. <laughs> But do you I know, care about people too much, even as much as they annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> I want you around to loathe. Right. Yes. Exactly. I don't I don't hate all people, just some. <laughs> and even I don't hate them usually. It's just <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> you annoy me. <laughs> I don't hate you, but you just annoy me. <laughs> and I know it's probably the feeling is mutual for some people. <laughs> I can accept that. But anyway, do you know so, what doesn't suck like the Koch brothers? Your next pick. Well, it talks about conditions that kind of suck, <laughs> too. Actually, that really suck. So okay. I was lucky enough to go to the Brooklyn Horror Film Festival. I posted something about this on our page and I think on Twitter um, and I got to see the East Coast premiere of this movie. It's a horror sci-fi movie called Level 16. And I was even, I, and I was even more lucky to be able to see, have, there was a Q&A with the director, Danishka Esterhazy. I believe I'm saying that correctly. I apologize if I'm not. And then I was even more lucky after that to be able to talk with her afterwards for a while. And this film, oh my goodness, I I cannot praise it enough. And the fact, it, I guess partly the way it hit me after we had just had our month or that I was immersed with The Handmaid's Tale. And I had just finished editing The Handmaid's Tale episode, I guess, <laughs> you know, a week or two before I saw this movie. And so it was in my head, everything about it. And this is definitely inspired by The Handmaid's Tale. It's a, it's still a feminist dystopia, and Danishka Esterhazy, the director and writer, is also Canadian, <laughs> just like Margaret Atwood. Um, and she and I actually had a, a very interesting conversation about our opinions on the 1990 uh, Volter Schlondorf or whatever movie. <laughs> oh. Right. I know. Right. It was, I was, uh. So that was, but anyway, this movie, which she puts it first in the genre of sci-fi, but it is also a horror movie. So they go hand in hand so easily. They, right. They do. It's in, it's like, I guess the handmaid's tale in that way. Like I said, it, it's heavily inspired by that in a very good way. You know, it, you don't see it as exactly the same thing, but you can see definite, strong inspiration. And it is this, so 
you see this all girls prison like boarding school and this group of girls is you see them going through these rituals of cleaning themselves and sitting down for indoctrination in front of these old school PSA BS things about what feminine beauty should be. The same thing that our VD clinic theme song we're we're laughing at and making fun of. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those yeah. old those old that old attitude was so ridiculous. Okay, so you see that, and this is what these girls in we assume is present day, or it could be the near future. It's kind of ambiguous. And so, or it could have been just the or the just recent past. It's it's this very strange, sterile environment and you see these girls and it it's very much an ensemble film but we it follows more this one girl who's 16 they you see the girls what daily rituals they go through as young girls and they've been there and you see few to no adults and all these weird cameras and everything it's it's just it's very it creates this incredible atmosphere it's beautifully shot it's well written oh my goodness even these secondary characters in in why i'm saying it's it's an ensemble film is that it says it speaks volumes about what a young female should be and what femininity is and what and and how we as females relate to one another and it's very interesting it's so interesting and it ends up becoming this whole life or death situation and trying to escape at this point and is it do you make a break for it just by yourself or do you try to save as many people as you can kinds of these these interesting themes going through it um you know what are your chances in this environment where it is a prison basically hmm. it's it's oh my goodness it's i i'm still as of this recording i saw it probably a week ago and maybe a little bit more. I, it's still, I'm still sitting there thinking about it, still going over in my head. And so the day that I saw it was the day that that fucking Jason Plum <laughs> BS came out in the press. And of course, this was brought up in the Q&A. And this, keep in mind, this director... She she's done some other things before, mostly shorts, but she's had some other films, which are apparently on, she said, Amazon Prime. Um, 
that in, in some TV, most mostly in Canada, and how this film got made was in part because of a grant of female female you know female filmmakers and female directors. Hmm. And then and so that that was part of this event that was being sponsored there was this organization. And then you, yeah, and you hear someone that, like Jason Blum, that is so respected in the horror community as far as picking, like, he's a shrewd businessman, he picks these, you know, edgy different things that, you know, some of it has a political kind of feel. And then he says something just to make he's a jackass <laughs> when he makes says something like that when he obviously he's not trying hard enough there are so many females that are working in horror who have who are willing to work in horror who have not worked in there before but who have just never been given the opportunity because of assholes like that you know what i mean that but I, I don't know. It just, I, I, it's, it's, it's very annoying to me. And then when I see something like this movie, Level Sixteen, I'm just. She said that she had written this ten years ago, <laughs> and she's been trying to get it made that long. And you know <laughs> sure she had to do some other little things along the way she's like yeah they weren't as they weren't as good as this i know that because i was yes i was learning and i'm glad i had opportunities i know i needed to start somewhere but here's my here was my excellent idea that i also had more creative control over and all of this <laughs> this is my baby <laughs> you know yeah <clears throat> how did you feel about his apology I don't know. We'll see. Actions speak louder than words. Yeah, so we'll see. He seems, hopefully, I, I, huh? Go ahead. I want to believe his apology. And As I also, do I, but... I, didn't, I didn't see anybody calling for his head. I just saw people using this as a teaching moment. Like, I, I think, I, is that a, a parenting term that I just keep saying? <laughs> you, let's use this as a teaching moment. It's, hey, you said that I tried this lady and this lady. There aren't anybody that'll do horror movies. Here's a bunch. Hey, everybody, I'm sorry. I didn't think about what I was saying. I'm going to try to do this thing. Do the thing, and you're totally cool in my book again. You will not. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. I, I Until you do it, I'm sorry. I just... You're an asshole until you do. I, 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 I've seen it too many times. Yeah, so I've seen I unfortunately it a witch hunt. I'm, like, I'm not saying serious? go ahead, resign, but I'm just saying you need to Put step up, up to the plate. Up. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, not to talk over you. <laughs> right. Right. In, in this situation, it's almost ironic that I'm doing so. Right. If so, anyway. Back to this fantastic movie. I, I, I can't say too much because I don't want to spoil it. Because you have to find out the like what's what is this place? 
why why is everything like this not just how do they get out of it (laughs) it's a really yeah it's it's got some good creepy moments as well as some good uh like i said just it's good writing it's good writing and the considering these are all are almost all of the cast are girls of like 16 or younger and they're strong they're strong actors they really are i mean the talent there it is really really good it it really is i can't recommend this highly enough especially and especially if you're someone who enjoys a good kind of something that has a dystopian feel <laughs> <laughs> absolutely watch this and especially if you're into someone who wants to see a strong feminist story because it truly is and the director is unapologetically feminist which i appreciate <laughs> yeah yes nice. so, so yeah it's, it's in festivals right now Yes, it's going around the country. I forget when she said it's going to be on VOD. I think that might, I I don't know. That could probably depend on if it gets picked up somewhere along the festival circuit to like be distributed sooner. You know how that goes. Yeah. So I could see this one coming to Shudder soon. I would hope it would. I would seriously hope it would. Yeah. But I think before this, it had only played at um, Fantastic Fest. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if. I think that's the one that Mark from Midnight Horror Show goes to. Was that in Texas? Yes, I think so. There might be a Fantastic Fest somewhere in the UK also, but I thought it was in Texas. No, I'm pretty sure it's in Texas. Anyway, so like I said, I could go, I would, I could talk at length on this movie. However, you haven't seen this movie. (laughs) I have not. And it's so new and I don't want to spoil it. Oh my goodness. This is one I can't spoil. I can't spoil because it's, uh, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. So anyway, (laughs) I'll just leave it at that. I know that sounds <laughs> simplistic, but it just, yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm so glad I got to see it. And I'm glad I, I got to speak to the director. Yes. Hell yeah. So. so uh, yes. I was just going to say, so hopefully that, that was a pretty wide variety of things. So hopefully. St- some or one of you will like some or one or all of the suggestions this week. You've got this some month. more news. This yeah. month? This, this week? Month. This month? Right now. Are you um, making more suggestions that I don't know about, Darren? No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> never. <laughs> never. But yeah, some... Yeah. Not that you're not allowed. <laughs> no, I, was, I was just tripping over my words. Okay. But I also remembered that you have 
something to announce before we go. I do. And I would like to announce the winner of our book giveaway. Yay! <laughs> the winner of the sign, author signed Christopher Moore novel Noir is Liz Stewart. Yay! <laughs> and by the time this comes out, Liz will have the book. And anyway, yeah. Where did she contact you? Or us? It was on Twitter. It was on Twitter. It was at VD Clinic Pod, in case anybody was wondering. And she said that her favorite film noir was Double Indemnity. Ooh, that's a good one. I, I believe that. I believe that's what it is. I, I'm, I'm double checking now. Now it's, I'm now I'm like sitting here doubting myself. <laughs> like, wait, no. Well, while you look that up. Uh, okay. Announce what's good. What what is um our on the agenda for next month? Uh, for next month we are wanting to remind you because hopefully you've already listened to us say if we didn't if it didn't get deleted off the haunting episode. We are doing Shakes the Clown, which that is a movie, and if you do not own it. I suppose I can't say that you have to go buy it, but it's a Bobcat Goldthwait movie about alcoholic clowns. <laughs> well, some of them are on blow. Yes, yes. Some are just getting laid. <laughs> yeah, I guess that, yeah. I Shakes... bet he's going to fuck that dog. <laughs> our our titular character is an alcoholic. I'll, I'll, I'll revise that statement. I'm sorry. And also, that movie is gonna be bananas. Yeah, and paired with that, as I think I said off mic, if we are going to have a literature base at the center of a lot of our episodes, we should get our prepositions right. And you pulled up the official title of yes. the story we are reading. Yes, this Henry Miller novella. The smile at the foot of the ladder. I think you had it right on the last episode. And then I got confused with prepositions. And then I, then you got confused. I don't know if I was the one who confused you or you were just confused on your own and you happened to get it right the first time. I don't know. But the official title is The Smile at the Foot of the Ladder. This is our clown episode. So you know what that means. We are going to have a special interview that episode and I'll keep you in suspense who uh who the um interview subject is <laughs> but you might be able to suss it out if you go you back might and be listen able to, to the past episodes you might be able to so yes i'm excited i've got yeah. clown stories of my own do you I, I can't do. wait. Yes. <laughs> I, was it Andrew or Maddie who said it's going to be terrifying? <laughs> <laughs> when I said it's clowns, he's like, well, that's just terrifying. <laughs> I can't remember which. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was too funny. <laughs> well, that's going to be terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for some people, but this is. This is not Art the Clown and Terrifier. This is not John Wayne Gacy Clown. 
yeah. this is this is a totally other not a poltergeist or it kind of clown none of that no this is i'm gonna beat the shit out of a <laughs> clown <laughs> rodeo clowns <laughs> And because I'm secretly angry because rodeo clowns scare the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll leave it at that. We'll save it for the tournament. But oh, wow. This is uh, going to be interesting. We're trying to liven it up a little bit. Yeah, especially, <laughs> especially after, I mean, oh, God, I'm still reeling somewhat from The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> it's still in my head. And then, like I said, I saw level 16 not like not that long after. <laughs> and there are a lot of a similar kind of just the whole vibe of, like I said, the dystopia <laughs> still stuck in my head. And um, and the haunting I love so much, but it's still a little heavy. And this is not, well, this is more back to, I guess, death to smoochy land, kind of. Yeah. At least somewhat. Yeah. We, we have the Henry Miller to make it a little different. <laughs> yes. And and it's not Tropic of Cancer, Henry Miller people, okay? Get your minds out of the gutter. Yeah, not Max for this Katie. episode. Another one, maybe. But not this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't go to Juliette Lewis's house and make her <laughs> make her read that fucking shit. Oh God! Read about clowns. Read about clowns. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, we are going off the rails, so I think you know that's time for us to go. And we'll talk about um, do more you... rails when we talk. About yes. So, do you have anything else to add, Darren, before we go? No. Uh, just a reminder to go listen to that special devour that Vanessa court of cinema psyops and bow of Legion podcasts bow and of devour bow and devour bow <laughs> like he's ever there regularly with me he <laughs> has obsessive cinema discourse yes that's true and yeah I uh, can't remember if Vanessa talked about it on this episode or not but She's doing a lot of reading for that Blair Witch thing. Yes, that's you were talking about. Oh, you were lucky to have time to read for just whatever one extra book. I've been I'm so behind on my reading for that, but I have, I think, 14 or I decided, no, I'm going to bail on the comics too, not just the video game. <laughs> so I'm down to, I think, maybe 12 books that I have to read. So. And I'm, as of recording, I think I'm only four books done. <laughs> Crunch time. Crunch time. Thankfully, some of them are short. <laughs> Young adult novels. <laughs> and they're better, at least so far, than fucking Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> Love you, David. <laughs> I'm never gonna let him live that down. <laughs> He's surprised. He's lucky I still speak to him. <laughs> okay. Anywho, yeah, that's probably um, a good good place to go out. Yes. Do you want to take so, us there? Okay, 
I will say goodbye. Thank you for visiting us for another episode of the VD Clinic. If you'd like to contact us, you can email us at vdclinicpod at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram as vdclinicpod. And we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash vdclinicpod. We would love to hear your feedback, questions, suggestions, and more.